Welcome to Women Real and Raw, a tantalizing, mind-blowing, unconditional loving, safe space where we are authentic, courageous, and uncensored. So get ready to have fun, get real, get raw, and feel empowered. Hi, I'm your co-host, Tiffany Lee, aka Truth Teller, body language expert, corporate communications trainer, speaker, social media consultant, and COO of Roar, Inc., And I am your co-host, Kristen Sparks, a connections expert, speaker, leader, best-selling co-author of the book on joy, Canfield Methodology trained, and the executive director of the Sister Weird Foundation. And together, we are Roar Inc., a spirit-led, sisterhood model, women-focused communications and connections company. Voice is our power. Join us as we come together from different worlds to share our lives, stories, insights, wisdom, and vulnerability as we live our lives out in the open. We can be reached anytime at womenrealandraw.com. Now let's get real and raw. Hey guys, get ready for our amazing, amazing guest today. Today we are speaking with the fabulous Miss Carla Cannon. Oh my gosh. Carla is an amazing, holistic, transformational coach who works with women to help them discover their inner boss, their authentic voice, and helps women maximize their truest potential in life and business. Let's listen into this episode. All right. Welcome back to Women Real and Raw. We are here with our amazing, amazing guest today, Ms. Carla Cannon. And of course, my normal co-host is here, Ms. Kristen Sparks. Hello. Welcome, hello. welcome, everyone. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Guys, we, we are, are so, so glad excited. you are here. You are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yes, thank ma'am, you. you are. <laughs> you are a force to be reckoned with when I first you saw you. You said it, speak. I didn't. Right. I mean, hey, I'm going to let the world know. Don't mess with this one right here. She is... <laughs> Or do mess with this one right here. She is everything. If you you need it, she's got it. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Yeah, you are so welcome. So, Kristen, you want to kick us off with our, our topic of authenticity today? Certainly. So, we would like to talk today about being authentic and what that means on our path, especially when we are dealing with differences in what somebody might expect our path to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm a happily married woman to a woman, have been for quite a few years. We've been together for 20 years now and married legally for 12. So, you know, my path. Congratulations. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's she's amazing. I She is amazing. She is my saint. Absolutely my thing. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed I have blue hair, and that is because it is one year anniversary the day after this comes out. Of oh, being wow. Cancer free. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, my Thank God. So, so many celebratory moments. Right? right? I, <laughs> I believe in celebrating everything. So everything. I exactly. love it. Yes. Exactly. You we are big, big, big celebrators here. Yes, we are. Yeah. You know, t- women should brag on themselves every single day. 
Take every single small win and be happy and celebrate about it. It's, you know, that's the way to bring the joy into your home. and into Absolutely. Your mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Carla, sure. tell us about yourself. I mean, goodness lady, you have just, you, you are a powerhouse. You are an absolute powerhouse. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, Absolutely. you know, like you guys, there's so many layers, multifaceted, but professionally I serve as a high performance coach and trainer, also an author where what I do is help lead women to holistic transformation while teaching them how to unlock their perspective, unleash their potential and activate their purpose. Um, I'm I'm really focused on teaching women how to package their brilliance to bankroll their business by writing a book. I believe we all have mm-hmm. a story we need to share it, put it out there. We connected with through our uh, our mentor, our coach. And so um, I'm so excited to be here. And as far as authenticity, me marrying my wife and putting it out there, that was something that was really huge, you know, for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I talk about yes. all of that as a coach, as an author, as an entrepreneur. I believe that transparency heals, even if it's about business. I have an entrepreneur journey uh, story. Mm-hmm. I got a story of being a single mom. I got a story of growing up in the church and spiritual manipulation and abuse. Girl, it's like, you got to tell me where right. we're going. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, go. honey, I done been through enough about thousand women, honey. So in a nutshell, you know, I'm Carla Arcana Lawrence, the trailblazer. We all about teaching women how to blaze their own trail rock to their own beat. You know what I'm saying? Do things yes, your own ma'am. way. Burn yes. that Google book yeah. and do what works for you. That I love it. So talk, let's talk a little bit about, like you just said, rocking to your own beat. How has your life changed since you decided to let the world know who you were oh married my goodness. to and, and for that journey? Me, yeah, for me, it's, it's the internal peace. It's, mm. it's the acceptance. It's the self-discovery, you know, I have been in therapy for years. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's just been the embracing me unapologetically. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I come from a very religious background. I'm a two times licensed minister. I always say two times because in the black church, if you go to a church and you already licensed, they're going to license you again. So I've been yep. through all of that. You already know <laughs> Tiffany. Yep. Um, and I used to feel, and, and my story is so... You know, we just gonna keep it real. My story is so it's like insane. Sometimes I'm like, this is this was my life. I'm only 37. And I'm like, I've been through so freaking much, but I believe that God give us greatest battles to a strongest soldier. So and so that was another thing. Growing up in church and you know, being taught certain things are wrong, and I became a master suppressor. So where they were calling deliverance, like I wrote a whole book, y'all. 2013, my first book, The Power in Waiting. What do wow. you do and what God it doesn't line up with what you see? I really was talking about my journey of promiscuity and abortions and just, you know, not understanding that God had a plan for my life. And and I mentioned and I and I was like, I've been delivered from homosexuality. Like, I'm gonna keep it hot with you because that yeah, was yeah. because I'm like, I'm the same girl. That said, but it was real small. That's not even what the whole book is about. You understand? The book is about mm-hmm. we have the promises of God, we have the manifestation. What lies in between is the inevitable process. I was teaching women, Kristen, how to not give up in the process, right? But right, church right. world got caught wind of it. it's like, oh, they got that one part. Never, never mind the childhood trauma. Never mind the promise. You never mind all the other stuff that let the root of you know the issues, the low self esteem and you know, lack of self-control, those things. They took that. And so I 
let my word, apostle word. at the time convince me, you need to be a licensed minister, you need to, and I'm like, okay, Jesus, um, that's what I'm supposed to do. I was that girl, you know, daddy issues, mommy issues, so mm-hmm. always looking for that validation of, tell me who I'm supposed to be. And don't get me wrong, like, I feel like God graced me, and I, I definitely feel like I'm called to ministry. Like, ministry is anything we do as unto God. Like, this is ministry right here. It's right, not right. a traditional pulpit format, you know what I mean? So anyway, even like after I released the book, I ended up like, I mean, I promise you I cannot make this up. And I'm tell- I finally have the courage to talk about it now. Um, but it was like, I released the book. And during that time, I think I had been like six months celibate, eight months celibate, something like that. So they, the people were like, you're delivered, you're free. And they didn't realize it wasn't necessarily about women. It was about knowing my worth, knowing my mm-hmm. value. You know, mm-hmm. nobody talked about love. You don't, I ain't love none of these jokers. You know what I'm saying? I was looking for my daddy, looking for my mama. So I always ended up in those type of situations. Right, and so right. I didn't realize that that was just the start of my journey. So over the last decade, I went through a lot of things trying to be, okay, I need to dot all my I's, cross on my T's. And y'all, it was so, I was a depressed, suicidal Christian. That's what I was. Yeah, Kristen, I see your hands up. Like, I was <laughs> depressed. I was like just March. Let's go. Let's fast forward because I wrote 12 books right over the course of this journey. Tip told around a lot of stuff, but I still revealed a lot. (laughs) But the stuff I really needed to be talking about, I didn't have the courage, you know, to talk about how I was in this six year relationship with someone I actually loved. So anyway, March of this year, I had a breakdown and I was. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm out. I can't. And what it was, my secret was literally killing me. Here I was in this loving relationship. We, a lot of the problems that we had were because she was a secret. That, that right, was right. the it's like, you're this public figure. When you go out here, you look single. You, you look, you don't look like you're married. Nobody knows about me. And so I created um, insecurities within her. And it just, it was just a lot. We went through a lot. And so um, when I almost took my life in March and my partner, Cherie, she was there and was like, we're not doing this. You're not taking these pills. And I broke down. And then I ended up going to see my medical doctor. So for those that are listening, you know, you can have a chemical imbalance. You're, first of all, secrets kill they literally suck the life out of you it's not about i used to be that person like coming out why you got to come out it's not and i heard niecy nash say this she said it's not so much about coming out it's more so a coming into yourself and when Mm -hmm. she said that i was like two snaps on that okay right and so um, a celebration of who we are Exactly. You know, and so we tend to reject that in which we don't understand. So anyway, when um, I had to go see my medical doctor. So again, for those of you listening, when you having these psychological issues, you can talk to your. You don't have to go straight to a therapist. Go to your doctor first. And so that's what I did. I talked to my doctor. She did some lab work and then she recommended me to see a psychiatrist. Now, y'all, I'm being honest with y'all. I, I broke down in the thing because as a child, I have one older sibling. Y'all stop me whenever y'all want to, honey, because I can go. But No, you're good. Okay, good. okay. So I have one older sibling. We're four years apart. I'm the baby. So uh-huh. I, when I was a kid, I used to have to go see a therapist. Nobody explained to me why I got to go. So I always felt different, like I didn't fit. Even when I was in church, I always felt like I didn't really fit anywhere. And that can weigh on your psyche, thinking like something's wrong with you. And, yes. you, you know, so all this dope stuff, I'm 37 and still embracing the fact that I'm pretty dope. You know, even with being crowned the trailblazer, like I'm still embracing like all of that is who I am. So anyway, I broke down. So I ended up going to see my psychiatrist. She like, listen, 
she diagnosed me with a mild case of PTSD. And mm. I'm like, okay, I'm familiar with depression. I'm familiar with, you know, even though I had never been clinically diagnosed, we all know what sadness is. Like when you don't want to get out of bed, you don't want to take no shower. Now I was a pretty depressed girl. So I'll show up looking just like this, honey, but this mind, unstable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like second guessing everything, my work, my value, my decisions, the people I was surrounding myself with, just not charging my worth in business, all of that. So she, we ended up having to explore PTSD. I had nightmares as a child all the way up until I was 22 years old. I talk about that in my book, Beloved. Like I had nightmares. And so the nightmares have started coming back. So it's like layers upon layers. And I said, that's, she said, that's why you're having those nightmares. Cause I was abused by my mom's second husband. It was just a lot of traumatic things that I saw between the ages of five and eight. And she said, that's PTSD. Now my mm. silly self, you know, used to think PTSD only applied to the soldiers. <laughs> right. <laughs> she told me it's like, no, sis, any trauma can right. be PTSD. And so I started dealing with that. She put me on medication, very mild, 25 milligrams. And then from there, I got back into therapy. And then from there, connecting with my success coach. So it's like I had a whole community, you know, of women like you, Kristen, you know what I'm saying? I had a whole community where, and then I'm thinking I'm signing up for certain things and then I'm co- I come out like I just married my wife y'all and I'm like why am I telling these strangers this because I was so I was so anxious and ready to be free you know what I'm saying and so that's how you know that that's how it feels is I I shared how it feels and I shared how it felt it feels liberating but it felt suffocating I'll stop right there yeah that no, was beautiful I, that was beautiful and and I so I love this story and you know, I'm 38, so I turned 38 in June, and I so relate to this. My birthday's in June. When's your birthday? June what? Stop it. June 3rd. My June yours. 22nd, baby. Ah, I my wife's the 19th. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, I'm, gen- I'm I'm on the borderline, you know, to cut off, but to pray for me. You know, now, I see, now you see why I got a psychiatrist, I got a therapist, uh-huh. I got a coach. I'm the cut off, you know, the cut off for Gemini is the 22nd, 21st. I'm the 22nd. So I'm oh. like Gemini Cancer. You got a lot. Uh-huh. You got a lot of stuff going on, and <laughs> girl. most creators, we jacked up. I'm telling you, seriously. <laughs> I'm a are. Pisces, so I totally get that. You get yes. it, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> a mile a minute, five five different things going on. Yep, I, I get it. But she, that's the, she the authenticity. That. Yeah, I I love it. I love it. Go ahead, Kristen. Yeah. Oh, I was just, just going to say, it. she has to take that from me all the time. I'm constantly, <laughs> I, ca- I call it throwing spaghetti. And <laughs> I'm just throwing spaghetti. Let's see what sticks. Right. I get it. <laughs> I get it. We can go from zero to 100. We'll be the best <gasps> friends you ever had, honey, or your worst nightmare. Ooh, it, exactly. On which side of the coin. So, Tiffany, I already know you look sweet. But we all got another side. Don't don't make me mad. Just all I okay. say is don't don't, don't make just, me mad. You know, people like us, they want to tell, well, Tiffany cussed me out. I'd be like, mm-mm. Why did Tiffany cuss you out? Come on, there what it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they want to talk about the what, but don't nobody want to talk about why you got here. Cussed out. Right. She cut me off. Why did she, what did you do? Because right. that's how we, we can deal with a lot. But once we say we done. Once you I'm done, done, I'm done. Yeah, you don't exist no to me. Honey. You can be in the same room and I you won't you won't exist in my world. Non-existent. Yeah. 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 And I'm so cutthroat with it. I, yeah. I feel that way. I feel that way about my mama's husband. He is non-existent. 
Okay. The level of authenticity that I'm walking in now, I was like, yo, I held my tongue for years. I'm like, anybody can get it. I'm not confrontational, but I'm like, we if we're going to talk, we're going to talk. I ain't talking around nothing. I'm not sparing nobody. I did it for years. And right, a lot of right. times our stories is like, what do you do when your story, every one of us, our story is tied to another person. Absolutely. Whether it's joy, whether it's pain. So it's like we got to we got to share it to free ourselves. But I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to make you look bad, but you did bad stuff. And even and it also helps us to have a level of grace because all of us are a part of somebody's story in a positive way and mm-hmm. also in a negative way, depending on the chapter of our lives that they entered into. You know what I mean? And I have yes, to take yes. that. There's some people I hurt. I used to break up with girls left and right. I can't do this. I love Jesus. And then I know they now looking at me like. Girl, you don't married a whole woman out here. What are you doing, Carla? And I'm like, mind your business, honey. I'm free, happy, and my skin look good. Okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You are you are awesome. I love it. You know, Kristen and I get into conversations a lot about, you know, being who you really are. And I think all of us have taken this journey. Like, I'm definitely like I have lupus. So I was diagnosed with lupus in 2009. I am not the same girl I was. Mm-hmm. before lupus. I was quiet. I was extremely insecure. And now I just don't give a shit, you know? Right. It feels like, I think when, when you almost die, there's mm-hmm. something that switches in you that says, you know what? I got this one life. That's it's what right. happened to me in March. I'm telling you, it, every, it's like everything was this year when I almost took my life. So these people now, when I came out, so I had a lot of people to unfollow me. That's all good. Cause they've all been replaced within like a few months. So God is amazing. But those same people was like, I'm praying for you. You know what I told them? Like, some, sometimes I got time today. <clears throat> okay. I, you know how, you know, we ignore the, we ignore them. We, we, we let them do what they do. But then every now and then they catch you on that day. And I said, no, nah, boo, when I was depressed and suicidal, that's when I needed your prayers. I'm good now. You can keep them. Pray for your mama. Don't pray for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. And you know, another thing, Tiffany and Kristen, I want to say this. Because it's a, how can I put it? It's a very thin line with religion and sexuality, right? So religion almost killed mm-hmm. me. Religion almost took me out. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, people can, and I, I'm still, you can't take away my gifts, my anointing. You can't, I'm like, when people say stuff, I'm like, I'm the same chick that prayed for you and, and God opened up your womb and, and you gave birth to a son. I'm the same chick that prayed for you when you was trying to figure it out and you got out of that abusive marriage, when you was posting all on social media, how happy y'all were, but you were sending me bruises of your face because he beat you up. I'm that same chick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so the freedom that I walk in now, is like, let me tell you, I experienced God. Now, this is just my thing. I'm a Jesus girl, God girl. A lot of people take scripture out of context. Nobody's going to shake my faith when it comes to my relationship with God. I can rock with anybody. I don't care if you're a non-believer, you don't believe, you ate you, whoever. I'm like, hey, do you? But for me, that's where I'm at. I'm a faith girl. And, and my heart goes out to people who no longer want anything to do with God because of people who misrepresented him. You know what I'm saying? I was 18 years old, fell asleep driving, went to like two clubs that night, fell asleep in a curve. I promise y'all, when I opened my eyes, all I saw was trees, but I wasn't hitting none of them. Can't nobody tell me that ain't God. I have too many stories and experiences in my life where I'm like, I know that was God. So when I started going through all of this, yeah, I did get mad with him because children, you get mad at your, your daddy. You know, you get mad with your parents sometimes. I was like, you can do anything, you know, take this away from me. The day before my wedding, I'm praying and I'm connected to all, I was, child, was connected to all kind of prophets and preachers. Everybody I said, God, if I'm doing the wrong thing, 
Send somebody. Send somebody. I, you know I'm gonna do whatever you tell me, man. When I tell y'all, crickets. Okay, I had so much peace. My our wedding was so beautiful. It was so intimate. Awesome. The freedom. You get what I'm saying? Like it's just been been so amazing. And that I just wanted to make sure I say that because I see so many people that don't believe, not because they don't believe that God is not real, but because of poor representation of so-called Christians, that's when they be like, I don't want nothing to do with your God. I, when people tell me, I don't do religion, I say, honey, we're going to get along good because I don't either. Religion almost killed me, but my relationship with God is what saved me. I just want to make sure I was able to say that. Because that's yeah, so yeah. important. Regardless of what people believe, it's power, like, power. that you know what I mean? Religion itself, all that, I can't, I don't have the capacity. I gave that most of my life. I don't, I don't have to do that no more. And I'm, and I'm good. You know, a lot of people, they started experiencing their transition with this pandemic. Mine started before that. It's like God will always take me through a process before the masses will go through the process. You know how, like, when the pandemic came, a lot of people really couldn't go to church and all of that. I had already built an altar in my house. I was already, you know, our, co our coach, our mentor, he introduced me to meditation. I learned that a lot of my anxiety had to do with that Gemini cancer, constantly going, going, going. I had to learn how to <laughs> slow down and breathe. And meditate and set my intention and prioritize my priorities. From there, that's when all the clutter begins to remove, uh, to be removed. I begin to have more clarity. I begin to have more peace. I begin to have more joy. I begin to see how amazing life really is despite all of the tribulations and trauma. If it wasn't for the trauma, if it wasn't for the hurt, if it wasn't for the pain, if it wasn't for the betrayal, I wouldn't have the compassion. You know what I'm saying? That I have today. And I'm so grateful for all of it. I, I, I'm right there with you. It's absolutely, if I hadn't gone through the things that I had gone through, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have the capacity to love and to be as joyous as I am. Having life. Mm -hmm. you know, last year I was on my deathbed and this year I'm living it to the fullest. Every Come dream, on. every aspiration, every goal. By God, I am going to accomplish it. I love this book that you wrote, this life after betrayal. I was reading this, all of it that's going on, girlfriend. It's like so timely, so perfectly timed. I am amazed. I, yeah. Thank and you, you know when, thank you. And you know, when people read that title, they're actually thinking it's about the things that people did to us. Right. So I didn't even know this. That's why I say God is so amazing because my coming into myself or coming out, it started along. It's like God was just waiting for me. Yep. I remember mm -hmm. when, I remember when our coaches told me, she said, you got all this stuff in your mind about how people are going to receive you. People are just waiting on the real you to show up. They're waiting. And, and so life after betrayal is not so much about what everybody else has done to you. It's, the, it's about unveiling the ways that we betray ourselves. Why do oh, we oh, remain in toxic attachments? Why do we settle for less? Why do we not charge our worth in our business? Why do we remain friends with people because we've known them the longest? Why do mm. we still entertain, go where we're tolerated rather than we're celebrated? Life after betrayal is not where you get to do this. They Look what they did to me. It's no... Look what I tolerated. And I'm unveiling, this is probably why you tolerated that. You know, oh, chapter wow. two goes right into snatching back your power. Actually, I opened up chapter one where I'm talking about with Adam and Eve and the whole apple thing or the fruit because it doesn't say apple. The whole fruit thing. And I'm like, 
The only way this is, I said, think about it. We're the same way. When we don't know our worth and our value, anybody can sell us anything. How are you going to sell something to somebody that already has access to everything that you're offering? So I use that. Like, I'm still a, I'm still a, you know, a Jesus girl. I'm like, at the end of the day, we, in order for us to understand where we are now, we got to go back to the beginning. And the story doesn't change no matter how many people try to change it. You understand? Like my yeah. story, when they get into all this, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, all like all of that, and I'm like, okay, so you're saying that slavery is still okay? That's what you're saying, okay? Because we can keep, we can like the difference between me and a lot of other people that that are in this lifestyle. They 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 can't go toe to toe with these Bible crunchers. I'm a licensed minister. I'm like I know what the word says, but stop mm-hmm. trying to make it seem like that still applies now. What about you? What about that gluttony? You just over ate. What? Let's deal. You see what I was, you don't get to pick and choose. Right. Like, come on. Like, if we're going to address this, then let's address that. But they don't want to address right, that. Right. They just want to focus on this. And I also believe that, you know, for some, the LGBTQIA community is is like a place of safety. So I do I, like my prayer is for those who still trying to find themselves. I'm like, don't do it to be popular. If that's your thing and you love who you love, then that's that's you know what I'm saying? Then that's OK. Mm-hmm. But don't just go over there because I'm just looking for somebody to love me. Think about games. Our young people are joining gangs and all this stuff. They just want to be accepted. You know what's at the root of that? Most of the time, daddy issues, mommy yep. issues, traumas. That's trauma, childhood traumas. You know, and that's that's the type of coach I am. I'm like, let's get to the root of the matter. Let's stop building on false pretenses, and let's really get to the root so we can heal, we can be right. honest, and we can live freely. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it is. I mean. We were talking before you came on. I know. (laughs) I have three children. And right now they are going through this this whole, I'm the horrid horrid mother. (laughs) And because I am living my dreams. I just got a text from my daughter. You're living in your dreamland. Yes, I am. You're right. 100%. Give me the audacity of these kids for me. It'd be the audacity. Right? I got an 18-year-old, so in a sophomore in college, I already know. I get it. Go ahead, girl. I get it. Well, they're in their 30s. It's like, it's time to pull up your big girl panties. You know, I may not have been the most perfect mother. I may have made some mistakes in your mind. Everybody But it's time for you to take responsibility for who you are. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't fix you. It's not up to me to do it. I couldn't even fix me. I needed help. Right. You know, I worked it. Fixing you is not my responsibility. You know what else I learned that was a big weight on me was false burdens. Right. I was carrying every, like, I, you know, in so many <sighs> layers. Like, even with my daughter, I was a teenage mom. I'm like, girl, I gave you my whole life. <clears throat> like, I gave you everything. Or even with, oh, I wrote this book in 2013. And now I feel like I got to explain myself. It's like, nah, I'm writing a new book called Journey to Finding Me. Right. Well, I'm talking about all the things in these last 10 years and all these 12 books that I had that I didn't mention. I'm putting it all in this book. But it's but the but the motive is different. It's no Mm -hmm. longer because I feel like I have to explain myself. It's because I want to share the path. I want to share the journey of what the journey really looks like for those who are in the middle of it, letting them know there's another side. It's right. not even about who you love. It's it's not even about that part. No. Some people will everybody will relate, I believe, in a different way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was those false burdens for me. When you mentioned that, Kristen, I could relate to that because I would carry everybody, and it was killing me. It was yes. killing me. Absolutely. You know, it, it became the cancer that I had in my esophagus. It became mm-hmm. my voice, you know. Yeah, the pain and the shame and, and, and just the, you know, feeling like I had to make up for all the mistakes that I made and then realizing it at some point that you made the decisions that you made based on the best information that you had at the time and you go forward. As long as you're moving forward, as long as you're working on yourself and taking care of those things that need to be taken care of, mm-hmm. there is no shame. Mm-hmm. There is That's no right. shame in that life. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, we we all carry around. I think we carry around the shame of others. Mm. You know, we, so. we carry around how they feel about us, and then we make that our identity, who we mm-hmm. are. You think yes. I'm this, so I I must be. You know, you think I'm I'm not a good mom, so am, am I? Not? And then you start to second guess yourself. You know, mm-hmm. am I not a good person? Am I not a good mom? Am I not a good, you know, whatever, whatever area of your life it is. But we, mm-hmm. we hear these things that people say to us about us. And then mm-hmm. we begin to embody that. And that just further suppresses our truth. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely who we are and what we're meant to bring into the world. You know, I'm a believer that everybody has a purpose. If you Come woke on. up this morning, you're not done yet. You're still here for a reason. It may not be easy. You may not totally understand it. But if you woke up this morning, then you have a purpose and you have a voice, but all of these other outside things come in, what the media says, what TV says, what your family says, what church says, all of that layers and layers and just suppresses your real you. And that moment that you let that shit go, oh, mm-hmm. freedom. Beautiful. Finding the courage to it's, let that go. Yes. Right? I mean, like, and it's even, even these small things. I mean, like with my hair, like before I got sick, my hair was long down my back. And then I got sick and had to go through chemo and all of that. So, of course, it fell out. And I said, you know what? Y'all going to see my face. Because I used to, I've always been like a bigger girl, but my hair used to be my thing. That used to be the one thing that would stop people from teasing me. It was like, oh, my God, she's got long hair. It's so beautiful. So I would hide behind my hair. But I was extremely quiet, extremely reserved. And when, when it fell out, I was like, you know what? My hair is never going to be long again. So that was the first step. And now the thought of me with long hair, unless I just get bored and throw on a wig, I can't do it. And then, well, girl, you see, I just cut all my hair off. Right. You know, (laughs) even the color. Like, yes. Yeah. And I was like, once I finally got the courage to go platinum, I just look in the mirror and I'm like, and this was just recently. This was just a couple months ago. And I said, why didn't I do this before? It's like, this is the most, this is the most authentic I have felt in my skin in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it doesn't always have to be these grand things. It could be like small things. You know, it Mm -hmm. could be like really small things. But I love this conversation. I absolutely love it. Thank you. That's how I felt, too. It was like I've had so many different emotions because, again, our stories, there's so many layers. You know, I can relate to the hair. I can relate to Kristen with the kids, even though they're a different age group. But um, I started feeling sad one time, like since coming, you know, coming into myself and sharing it with everybody else. I was like, man. And I had to snap out of it. But I was like, my only regret is that I didn't do this sooner. Like, mm-hmm. what took me so long, you know? But then I had to remind the little girl on the end. I felt like the little girl on the inside of me reminded me that this was our path. Uh-huh. This mm-hmm. was our journey. 
Look uh-huh. at all that you learned along the way. You're 37 years old, but you're a wise woman because of these experiences. <laughs> Would I have rather not had all the pain? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Would I have right? rather not fell, fell on my face 20,000 times? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But it all was for the making of who we are and right. giving myself permission to explore and to simply be because we to live be in the curious. world. Yeah, we live in a world that's so focused on doing, 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 doing. But it's like we don't celebrate enough just being, you know, like I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday. She wasn't feeling very well. And I said, give yourself permission to rest today. Who, right. You ain't got to make them candles today. They, You got a deadline. You can. Your body is telling you to sit down. You know, what if I, hey, team, no sleep, grind hard, go hard. I'm like, that's some foolishness, okay? <laughs> Your body needs time to recuperate. It needs to rest, especially if you're creative. But we we so caught up in doing, 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 doing. You know what I mean? And I think social media has a lot to do with that. And I'm telling oh, yeah. people, oh, yeah. like, nobody's posting their failures. Social no. media is a snippet of, of their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's posting, you know? Like, for those <clears> who, <throat> I think now people are starting to be more authentic and transparent, mm-hmm. which we appreciate because we can see through all of the fluff. It's like, okay, you got a nice body. You pay good money. Good for you. Um, <laughs> good for you, you know, but I'm going to love my fupa over here and I'm going to spank it up and I'm going to do squats because I'm just, for me, eh, I thought about surgery. I ain't knocking you, but it's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, even Yeah, like tell, tell the truth of how you got there. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, that's a whole nother conversation because girl, I begin so frustrated. I feel like this is sister chat. I do a sister, I used to do sister chat, right? But I feel like that's a whole nother conversation because some of these people, um, y'all are really frustrating me. They go have all this surgery, and then next thing you know, they telling us everything that we need to do. And I'm like, just tell us your doctor's name because you okay. selling your body, you selling all this stuff, but you why do you even have it on? Like it's, you don't even have a stomach. It's girl, I get so fresh. I unfollow because you are interrupting my peace. <laughs> oh my god! But that, that's you. so true, though. I mean, and it's like is. especially with social media, you know, and, and this the whole body the body things going on. It's like I wish people would just say, you know, I had this done, that done, this done, so that when these, especially these younger girls are looking at, I mean, even older of all ages, but especially younger ones because they're out here trying to hurt themselves or trying to do whatever to look a certain way, not even knowing that you're seeing only a little bit. Like they've done things. They've, I mean, I do social media stuff. There's so many filters and lights and angles and all of it, all of it. So yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that. And it's, it's like just on the path of being authentic. What if, how could things be different if all these people just said what they were actually doing? You know, you may, they may still work out and whatnot, not taking that away from them, but let's say, okay, you know, that, that last five pounds I couldn't get off, I had it sucked out. Keep Come on. Keep it moving. Like, it's cool. Absolutely. You had your boobs done. I plan on getting mine done. Yes, ma'am. Come on, <laughs> do you. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, let it, put it out there. Don't try to hide it and make it seem like you just woke up perfect and everything is yeah. wonderful. You know, come on now. But you know, <laughs> even like to that. the... But, you know, like I talk about getting to the root of things, even that has a root. You know, where does that pressure to meet perfection every day? Where does that come from? You know, I feel like if we would all like dig deeper, we could have a more meaningful process and journey. Absolutely. You've got to have that that 
trust built to be able to have that kind of a conversation with someone. And when you are vulnerable, you've got to have that support. And we as women have been taught to not support each other. And so we're still in that process of learning that that's what we have to do to survive. That's mm-hmm. what we need to do to grow and to keep our humanity going. Because if we don't, if we don't change the way it is right now, we are not going to make it as a society. It's just yeah. not going to happen. We are thrilled that you spent time with us today. So thank you. We are always here to remind you how powerful you are and that you deserve to be seen and heard. Again, we thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to leave us an awesome review so we can keep coming back and helping you find your power. Until next time, we are women, real and raw.